Welcome to the Feral Minds Podcast. You are right where you need to be, and we are glad you're here. Come seek with us as we laugh at what we have known and find direction from what our curiosities demand we learn. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the discussion. We're, we're able to be more than one thing in life. What was once a manager can now be an instructor at a yoga studio. What was once a realtor can now be a general contractor. You are capable as a competent person, which we all are when we align our focus and attention. You can be any number of things in life. And sometimes life is telling you it's time to be something else. And you can sit in the stench that is that signal. You can resist the wave and paddle till you got more sweat on your brow and you know what to do with. Mm-hmm. Or you can accept that something has changed in the environment and for whatever reason, I'm not focused like I once was. And now it's time to find new stimulus. It's time to find a new, sometimes entirely different focus. Sometimes it could just be an entirely different group of people. There's all number of changes we could apply to this. But the point is you feel the discomfort of being in a situation that is in need of change. And you can't ignore that for long times and expect that smell to get better. It doesn't get better. It won't. Because what you're doing is you're sitting there with your suffering. I like to say a pain in life is inevitable. You almost could throw that in with change. Like this is, is going to come. Suffering, though, is an option. And that's a little bit of what we're talking about. When you smell the change, that's the suffering. Whenever you let the waves crash down on you instead of hopping on and riding them, that's sitting in your own suffering. And some of what really motivated me about doing this podcast on change is the groundswell of the need for change that I hear coming out of many people close to our age. I've gotten in a few different debates with friends and those uh, acquaintances on exactly where Gen X falls, but I still feel you're you're right around your 40s, later into 30s, early into 50s, is about that time you start really getting these drivers for change. These waves start coming down on you. And some of my friends I've talked to, they're getting these same ones. It's these persons you talk to, they're like, yes, I've been a manager at this place for X years, but I really would like to learn about nutrition and get into teaching other people. What keeps them from doing it? Fear. Fear of money, lack, limitation. They throw all sorts of these fears of unknown in front of their change that they know that they want to have in life, that purpose that they're looking for, that evolution, that metamorphosis is calling deep within a lot of us right now. This is my perception because, as I said, I feel like right now I'm sitting on the edge of the banks looking at waves waiting for them to come in. I was sitting in a great spot last year. I have taken care of my finances very well over the last 10 years of my life. It's put me in a situation that it's easy to maintain, my household. And my wife is very able to do so. I support her. She supports the whole deal. It's a beautiful partnership. How could anything ever go wrong? Let's just do this same thing day in and day out for the rest of our lives. I don't care what your happy ending is. (laughs) 
it won't be happy if it doesn't keep going. That's good. That that moment that you thought was great for a minute will inevitably change on you. Yeah, no happy ending lasts forever. It's an ending. (laughs) And that is where I love the analogy of the flames of change. That is when those 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 kindling of change is all around you. Know you need to 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 make in life. Say you're that person who is supporting your life just fine with the money you make doing the soulless job you're in. But there's some soul, there's some purpose out there. And every time you envision what that life would look like, you throw a little bit of kindling down around you. You got a little bit of uh, loose papers over here, some small sticks. Uh, maybe there's an open can of uh, paint thinner. I just all sorts of flammability around you that is the motivation for change. And all you're waiting on is that match. You just need something to come along and let you know, yes, now is the time. Fire down everything around you and open up the opportunity for these growth that we all feel coming right now. Because in this world, a whole lot of people like to focus on where problems are, what's wrong, how it's going to come to an end. Everyone's favorite thing to say that somehow they're going to see the end of the world, but they never will. Because there is nothing that enters this world as a problem that doesn't also bring the absolute and necessary energy and resources for the change to correct it. Because that's how life works. It's a loop. It intersects a conflict. We learn, we change, improve. Conflict, learn, change, improve. That's why change is so important as an aspect of everything that you do in your existence. When you start trying to fight against it, you get stagnant, you sit still, that death will manifest itself, blow out sideways, like you say, (laughs) however it can in in each individual's life. And I don't know what that would look like for you. I often say is we're all trying to climb our own mountain of life and I can't climb anybody's for them, but I can sure to show you where I found footholds and how they helped me. And that ability to apply acceptance to areas that I can't change, the ability to grab a surfboard, hop on the wave, and make the changes I need to is handy. But you can do none of that without the wisdom of awareness. Yeah, and I, wisdom to me comes from looking back at what you experienced, reflecting on it with an honest lens. And I think the honesty can be painful at times. But if you, if you change your narrative and just say, I needed that. Not, oh, I screwed up. I'm such a failure. I can't believe I was there for 20 years and I messed all that time up. You needed to move on. And this world has changed a lot. In my life, my father would give me guidance to say, listen, be a company man. Find a job. Stay there 40 years until retirement. That's your goal. And anything short of that, is a failure. So in my father's life, he was primarily a manager of people, and and that's what he did. And and to him, the value was in the loyalty. The value was in the performance for the company. The, the value was in showing up every day and doing and saying what you said you would do. So you chase that for 40 years, and at the end of 40 years, you, you ask yourself, what else could I have been? Was I, was I 
supposed to be something else. And so I watched that a little bit with my father. And as I've had these various career chains, I've had to remind myself that it was never in the cards for me to work 40 years at one location. And not doing that, in my mind, will never be a failure. In fact, I think if I, would, if I could go back to a younger version of myself, I would tell them, the moments you start feeling like, I don't want to do this anymore. Why don't I want to do this anymore? You need to step back and look at the situation because something's trying to change. Something's trying to change within you to let you know this is no longer where you're supposed to be. We have other things we need to learn on this spin around the planet. We have other curiosities we have to go discover. And you're fighting those changes at times because you don't want to betray a former version of yourself that has spent all that time accumulating seniority at you name the position. And so back, back to the serenity prayer. Uh, we, we have acceptance, we have courage, and we have wisdom. And I think there are times where we're stuck in acceptance. And the overreaching theme with the serenity prayer is, in fact, acceptance. Acceptance, to me, runs all the way through the prayer. But there are moments, I think, when you get stuck in acceptance where I can be in a job I don't want to do, but I'll make it up on the weekend. I'll make it up after hours. I'll make it up with my wakeboarding boat. I'll make it up with 17 jet skis, maybe 21 next year. So <laughs> I'll make it up by spending the money that I'm getting in exchange for this misery, and that will somehow balance everything out. Or cover up that bad but smell it, around But it. what does it actually do? It further deepens your reason, or it further deepens your, your need to stay employed. Because you've stacked more leverage, you've stacked more debt that now you have to maintain and now you have to continue to resolve. So we can get stuck in places where we don't want to be, try to jam materialism in as the fix, and then in doing so, further bond ourselves into this, servitude's the wrong word for it, but into a role where you don't want to be. It can make you have to have to get another raise before anything changes again. And, and so when you start accepting that change is coming, you start looking at the things you're doing to try to buttress yourself from the change, it, it can look like a wakeboard boat. It can look like a 2001 Corvette that I, that I want to put rims on. It can look like a lot of things. And I think long journeys and careers that no longer stimulate you they really force you into buying some creativity that you can't find anymore because you're spending a whole lot of time getting the money so you can now go out and buy somebody else's creativity. And that's somehow trying to fill a hole that you don't get from an occupation that you're not engaged with anymore. It's like you're eating painkillers of materialism to try to deal with the that's suffering exactly the suffering of your stagnation. Oh, that's that's one way to put it. You're trying to, to spray cologne on someone who hadn't showered off the scent of change in weeks. You're Febrezing your dirty britches. Yeah, and and that that doesn't really make the need for change go no, away. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it just makes it smell a little different while you're doing it. And it also makes you push that change down the road a little further. And within that acceptance, that I, I think when you have blinders on, acceptance is really hard to see. And the blinder sometimes is unescapable by you in and of yourself. Sometimes you have to have somebody come along and help you. 
Because when you lack the, the outside perspective of what it is you're struggling through, but maybe your spouse or your friend or maybe even your kids see it, sometimes they'll tell you about the stench. And you may or may not listen to that as well. But when people start looking at your behavior and going, something's not right here. If they're seeing that on the outside, if somebody's telling you, hey, that job's really, it's not working for you much anymore. Why are you so stressed out? Or I remember when you used to be so passionate about that job, what's happened? You got to ask yourself, well, they're noticing this. I notice it. I choose not to accept it. I choose not to have the awareness. But somebody just rung my bell and reminded me, wow, you don't look like the old you anymore. I I don't feel the passion that I used to feel from you. And, and when somebody's yelling at you that it's time to change your britches, it's, it's good to listen. It's good to listen to the fact that they're noticing an awareness. You haven't noticed it yet, but now you have a signal from them. It's time to pay attention. So we've covered, we've covered acceptance quite a bit, and we touched on courage as well. The wisdom is tough because that is where we're, we're still hitting on that because you've got to be able to know the difference between what you can change and what you can't see some of what you're talking about there is people will stay in a place because they don't realize that they can change a whole lot of people will build that cage around themselves of limitation just without the awareness that if they would change within themselves that they could change their own mentality you mentioned earlier something about looking back with reflection and being honest and I got to thinking on that, like, well, what is honest? <laughs> as far as it comes from a perception of your past, that could be anything you want it to be. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and and you can even change it by rechanging the narrative. You know, be honest with what you learned from the situation that you're blaming on someone else. Be honest with what you can do with that new motivation. Whenever you're beating yourself up and somehow not feeling like you deserve anything better in life, no matter how bad you want it, you've told yourself this narrative, I can't change. There's something inherently in me that's put me here and I'm not able to get out of it. That can be your truth. There you go. That is it. Whatever you think of your perception, that's the truth. That's your perception. And you can change that. You can reflip that too. Everything I went through was necessary, and now it's put me in a place of power that I have the motivation to look to somewhere and make the change. And all you did was change your thoughts. Just changing your thoughts. You change on your it. thoughts on it. You fully accepted it. With I, when I say honesty, I say accept it with the faults. Like there's no reason to sugarcoat it. So that's what you mean by honest. You, I, you I mean, mean, look back at absolutely all the train wrecks you created, and understand that they needed to happen. And you needed to learn that lesson. We can't control the fate that we're thrown into in the future. So stop being so hard on yourself. Be honest about it. But you're not a saint. You're not walking this planet six inches off the ground. You never have. And so when you look back at yourself and you see the mistakes and the errors, give yourself grace. You were not a perfect figure then. You won't be a perfect figure in the past. So to me... As I've learned to deal with change, or, or if I've learned to recognize the wisdom that I'm supposed to take away from the experiences I had in the past, a big part of that is me stepping out of my own way. A big part of that is me not believing that I would have ever had a batting average that hit 1,000. 
there were going to be mistakes and errors. It's the risk of life. And if you get into management, you've got a lot of moving parts. There are a lot of areas where things can fall down on you. And so as I look back now on my past, I do my best. I'm, I'm not perfect at this, but I try to give myself grace on the things that didn't work out. And I've found that when I give myself grace on the undesirable outcome, it allows me acceptance, but it also allows me to complete the lesson. And if I don't look back and accept it, then I can't complete the lesson. And I don't get to move on. It's another self-help book that I got to page 75, and now it's on my dresser. And it's going to be good for a minute until I stack another three or four on top of it. All of which, there are areas where I didn't get the full lesson until I accepted the fact that I'm not perfect and I need to be able to look at what went wrong with candor. That's been helpful for me. Maybe that helps somebody. Maybe it sounds like you're not being hard enough on yourself. Maybe you need to look back on your vision like your father with a belt in his hand. He's about to cut loose on you. You can look back at it that way. You can be really hard on why things didn't work out, but it is of no benefit to you because you don't learn the lesson because you're too stuck in being a victim of that moment. Yeah, and you need to revisit one of the, the lines I said earlier on. Nothing is wrong and everything must change. So you can change your perception and just start believing that in the fact that it isn't wrong. That's always a way you can change. You can change your thoughts on a situation at any time. Now, sometimes you can't exactly just go change your situation because I do want to bring, bring it back a little bit here. We're, we're talking big changes. Careers gone. Some people's changes aren't careers. Some of them might be relationships, <laughs> marriages. They might be locations they live at. It might be anything could be you of, mean you of had, this kind of magnitude. You had crappy relationships in your 20s? No. Or in your teens? Where was the where was the crap? We've all had crappy relationships. We walk around with that stuff in our britches. Man, for, mine are mine are early on. You know, I, I met my wife on my nineteenth birthday and, and it's been a, a pretty a seamless relationship ride ever since then. So I, I must admit that those are arenas that I don't have as much, but rest assured, whenever you're looking into those, that those are huge areas of life where you can apply this acceptance, courage. And then this application of the wisdom to know the difference, you can start applying that in any, any phase of life. So let's go to health. That is one that without a doubt, any person right now can start making changes towards the better. We might not all be able to walk in tomorrow and say, I don't want to work here anymore, or here's your divorce papers, or this car doesn't work anymore. I'm getting a brand new car. Even without options like that, you can always improve your health. You can give yourself the proper physical energy and mindset through your health choices that will give you a self-worth that allows for resiliency towards change. It's a good base to build from. Yes. When, when, when you're a fit person, when you've built a diet regimen and a fitness regimen into your life, you are feeling more confident in your, about yourself because you've started doing something that's not easy. And, and if you get consistent about it, now you can really start to believe in yourself. Because I've done something that wasn't easy, and I kept doing it. And now I've grown to like it because of the way it makes me feel. And so sometimes fitness can completely pull you out of one of these dark holes. And there, 
There have been moments, but I, I had this feeling, if we go back to my teens, because I left some crap in my britches with relationships in, in my teens, for sure. There were moments in there, man, where I knew a transition was coming with the person I was dating. No matter how serious it had been, I knew it was coming. And one of the signals to me, where I became really conscious about it, is I would find myself very, being very reluctant to skip a gym day. I would start being there in a, on a very consistent basis because I was doing what? I was preparing myself for the change. And we call it getting ready to get that body out for the meat market. I noticed that I was doing that subconsciously. And so fitness helped me. And then it also became a signal for me that you're concerned quite a bit about your abs right now. Why is that? You're, you're dating someone. They're, Who are you doing this they're, for? They're, they're, <laughs> they're well aware of, of what you look like. And, and now all of a sudden you're getting ready for some change. And fitness always helped me in that way. It, That's not it, bad. It helped me. In fact, I had somebody ask me one time, what has fitness been to me in my life? It's really been, it's been a sibling at times. It's been a father to me at times. It's been a mother to me at times, but it's always been there. And in, in some places where I had a hard time with change, I could always go throw those plates on the side of a 40 pound, 45 pound bar and do some reps. I could always go run a mile. I could always go hit my abs. And sometimes, sometimes when there was pain involved, I could work out until I didn't have any energy left for the pain, mm -hmm. right? We, we've talked about going to the gym sometimes when you're in the midst of whatever change you're going through. And you, and you go into that gym like, I'm gonna break myself. This is it. I've got so much mental pain and, and anguish going on, I'm gonna take this out somewhere. I'm going to run until all I can think about is how bad I hurt. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can break this thing. Yeah. And, and usually when you leave the gym in those moments, you feel a little bit better because you realize, all right, it's all going to work out. I got some dopamine rolling between my ears now. I'm feeling a little better. I got a sweat going. Now I'm fix fixated on where there was no appetite. Now I'm kind of hungry. And it's been a real bellwether change element for me in various times of my life. And if anybody out there is kind of struggling to kickstart yourself through a change, get fitness involved in any way, shape, or form. Could be a gym. Could be walking with a friend of yours. Get yourself some dopamine that comes with physical activity. It could, start, be a, it could be the awareness that you're overeating just to put up with your job. Could be. That could be the stench that you're creating, right? And <laughs> Like I look around right now and I'm pretty much anyone I see, that, and I, I, I'm not trying to be um, a negative on this deal. Call but, it how you see it. Hey man, just it, call it how it's you not see hard it. to look at someone and see if they're unfit. If you're rocking a 40 inch waistline, you have some areas that are pretty easy change you can make in life that will improve the way you look, the way you feel, the way you interact with every single thing on this planet. It all starts from within. It really does. There's a beautiful line. I think it's Buddhist. Be the change you want to see in the world. Like that's that's a you got that from one of your mixtapes. Uh, no, well, whatever. I think it's Buddha. I don't know. Like Who cares? I, I don't even study any of the religions enough to know. But I, I, I always open my wisdom. mind. I it's open wisdom. my mind to let it all in. I try not to narrow my mind by sharpening it with knowledge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but at the same time, how much knowledge can you cram in there? And how many, how many different perspectives? And then when you start doing a philosophical DJ mix. You start realizing the rhymes between these, between oh, yeah. all these different sources of either self-help or it, it could be whatever religious 
literature you follow. Oh, that one be the change you want to see rhyme. in the world? They're yeah. all going to rhyme a little bit. And that, that can go all the way from Buddhism to pop music. I think, what is it, Michael Jackson, his song, uh, the man, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Yeah. I'm yeah. hoping they'll change his way. And that's what you got to do for yourself. Too often, we are all just pointing outside of ourselves with a bunch of shoulds and supposed tos and how, they're, how you're the victim of all around you. And all you've got to do is just go inside. Find your own awareness and start looking at where you are the change that's needed. And when you start making that change within you, all of a sudden everything outside of you isn't needing to change as much. There's not near as many shoulds and supposed tos in the world when you're right within. And right within is easy to see from a health standpoint. I enjoy your take on, on pain and pain being the signal. Pain being... A, oh, well, a, a, pain is life's check engine light. It's life's check engine <laughs> light. And pain also is, it, it's a reminder that you're not where you're supposed to be. And I like having, another phrase I'll throw in with that, I love having a high pain tolerance. Come smack me in the face as hard as you want in life. But I have zero suffering tolerance. Once I've gotten hit, I'm going to go stand somewhere else. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna... You'll take a punch, but you won't take a beating. Yes. You're not sticking around for the beating. That's, that's perfect, yeah. Which is, that's wisdom. That's wisdom to go, well, wait a minute. This involves pain. I need to change in order to get away from the pain. And so that's experience. And experience tells you the idea that you can get to a place where you understand and realize that things that did not turn out the way you wanted them to were beyond your control or were actually in your control, maybe at a subconscious level, or maybe they were in the control of the divine power that's guiding you on this uh, journey that you're on. The sooner you get to that, the sooner you have the ability to have acceptance over your past, learn the lesson, and move forward. And as you move forward with all these life lessons you've learned, you become more and more powerful. You become more and more confident you become more and more wise. But what's important, and I don't know how exactly you can be a victim and believe that you've learned from an experience. I really don't. It's challenging. Now, clearly you can be a victim if you're a victim of violent crime. We're talking about things that are a little bit lighter in the pants. Like, oh my gosh, you like want to start rolling acceptance. Change. Just, yeah. just job change and, and, and changing your life around personal development or... Whatever unhealthy behavior you have, it will eventually start creating a little pain for you, which is life's way of telling you, you ain't supposed to be there and you need to listen. Or, yeah, you're not supposed to be there or you're not supposed to be there in the state you are. Again, it goes back to awareness. What needs to change here? Me, my perception, my actions, my thoughts, or is it actually the scenario around me? And the scenario around you, as much as we want to blame it on, will never change until your thoughts, your beliefs, and your actions do. Because there's another beautiful phrase, pulling philosophy from different spots, no matter where you go, there you are. So until you become that change you want to see, until you're open and embracing to what it needs to be, you're never going to be anything different than what you are. You can always blame it's that job. That's great. Leave that job. Go get another one. Don't make any changes within and see if you don't get in that same job and start echoing similar cycles, running into the same problems with different people, running into the same discontent at a different place. And when that happens, don't do the first things I did. The first few times I felt that, 
I blame myself, which in some ways is good as long as you blame yourself and you take control of the steering wheel. Instead, in those moments, I was blaming myself and then curling up in a ball in the back corner and just letting my vessel fall all over the place. So there's a different way of looking and taking responsibility. You want responsibility, you're not given blame. Don't blame yourself, but give yourself the responsibility. Give yourself the power to be the one controlling your own story. Nobody outside of you can run your life. They can't live your life. They don't even know how to tell you to do it better. And There's can, nobody on this planet that can self-help you better than yourself. Only you know you. And you can't take a passionless occupation and change its geographic location and, and the players in it and, and expect there, there to be passion there. And, and so when you bucket yourself in something you've already been and you resist the change to be something that you may not want to be anything other than a manager of people because you don't know what else you can be. You won't take that risk. And so that comfort zone becomes this change that you avoid. If you would allow change, and maybe the, maybe the first thing you do, maybe, maybe you're a manager and you decide, I'm going to be an artist. Maybe you get six months in and it's just not working for you. But then you move on to whatever's next. And now I've got a power wash company. And that's really where I was supposed to be. But I needed the inflection that I got as an artist. And I also needed the opportunity to reflect on what I've also been in, in my manager or my leadership roles in the past. And now that's all led me to this place where I'm at now. And I, I think when you look back with candor and you allow yourself not to be a victim on some of the things that have happened in your past, you are empowered by your past. And it's your story. It's your story. You can change it and narrate it any way you care to. And I would suggest that when you're, tink when you're tinkering with your own narratives, make it a positive narrative. Why not? It's your existence. It was your journey. There's no reason not to paint it in a positive light. That only penalizes you. Nobody else is keeping track of your past. Nobody else cares about your history. We're all just walking around worried about ourselves. So don't worry about how much absolute truth there was in a moment you had that led to change. Make that whatever you need to be to feel good about it, to accept the lesson, learn from the lesson, and move forward. Move forward into the change that you're supposed to navigate. The change that is going to give you, we go back to the tree analogy, change gives you new life. And if you don't change and you stagnate, you inevitably die. And that can be a death of a career. That could be a death of a relationship. That could be death of a hobby. There could be any number of deaths. But when things start to stagnate, they will inevitably die. And a tree is a great analogy for that. The only way that you can be alive is to be grown. When you stop growing, you start dying. That's a phrase that I always I was built up to. And what I would want to say on where you're going with that there is, yes, everything that you've done, it is all added up to now. And now and, is where you're supposed to be. And now is exactly where you're supposed to be, exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And now everything is going to change. So get excited about it. And start directing that change. Anyone out there who is waking up, this is, smelling, this is a shout out or a call out? Call it out. Anybody out there right now okay. that wakes up and you smell that need for change around you, you wake up and you're staring at an ocean of waves that you feel like are going to come crashing down on you. You look around and you see little balls of kindling that you wonder what might happen, but you're still afraid to throw that match at it. That's the change you need. Those matches are exactly what need to be thrown.
to make that change. Light the match, make the change. And lighting the match, that's your action. That's your choice. Some of the brush piles you have around you, some of the stacks of old tires you got at your knees, they may or may not have been your choice, but the matches are your choice. The matches are your control. And here at Feral Minds, we're the kind of guys that carry some matches. We look like guys that carry matches in pockets we don't have. Maybe, maybe we look like two guys that carry matches in fanny packs. But believe me, that is because we've embraced change. And we run around with this confidence that there is no wave that's going to come crashing down. We can't grab a surfboard and hop onto. There is no pile of crap in our pants that can't be wiped off. There is no fire that we won't stand next to and wait for the new growth to come. And I'm confident enough to wear a fanny pack while the change comes. You're on your own. While I wait for the change. All right, just a quick reminder here. We have a thought line, and we hope you use that thought line. It's here to help you. It's here to uh, allow us the opportunity to give you a hand with whatever your challenge is of the day. Could be your diet. Could be your career. Anything that you think me and Trace might be able to help you with, we encourage you to give that phone number, give that thought line a call. Uh, it's there to help. We would like to thank you for listening to the Feral Minds podcast. Hopefully, we triggered some curiosity that will have you seeking more. Remember, your mind is meant to run. Slap some sneakers on that bad boy and take it around the block. If you'd like to connect with us or enlist our feral thoughts on a problem in your life, visit us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or at theferalminds.com. Also remember, our thought line is always available. 24-7, we don't even allow it to sleep. And we want to hear from you. That number is 866-340-3394. Again, that number is 866-340-3394. 3394. We look forward to hearing from you.